0: It's Kendra C. Loves TV. Hi, welcome to Kendra C. Loves TV with me, Kendra C. (sighs) Coming to you after a week off, after traveling to L.A. for the Super Bowl to support our Cincinnati Bengals. (laughs) That did not turn out how I said it would. (laughs) <laughs> I documented it on my regular Instagram which is at it's me Kendra C and it's in there in this Super Bowl 56 highlight where you could see my outfit my horrible halftime rapping, and then I just disappeared <laughs> because we did not win and I was crying like a baby in the stands and on my walk out but It's okay. I am so proud of our team, even still, like we are a couple weeks out now and like I am so hopeful for next season. So now we plan our outfits (laughs) for next season and plan our away game trips because we've got plans to go to four away games next year. So as long as uh, it works out with the boys schedules, we'll see. Because we don't really have like, you know, the schedule's not released, just the opponents. So we're planning to take them with us to three away games. And then we'll go to one, just the two of us, just my husband and I. So we're thinking about going to Nashville, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay. And the boys will go with us to those ones. And then to New Orleans, just us. So we're excited for that. And if you can't tell, (laughs) we prefer to go to games where the stadium is downtown and we can walk around and walk to and from the stadium and like explore downtown without having to drive. So yeah, that's what we plan to do. So anyway, we're in the off season. You won't hear from me about football again until the draft (laughs) and then the preseason because I am not a combine loving girl. Which may not happen this year anyway. So we'll see. Anyway, so yeah, you would think I watched a ton of TV while I was gone. And I did, but I didn't. Like, I watched like one full season of two different shows, (laughs) which was about last night and love is blind. And we'll talk about them. Like, in a little bit, but I watched my regular sitcoms that I loved. I watched my dramas, even though Bull and Blue Bloods are on a break, I guess, again. And I wanted to watch a few other things that I didn't get a chance to watch. So like Genius, Downfall, Inventing Anna. So I will watch them in a bit. I just haven't watched them yet. And let me apologize in advance because... Whenever I start recording, my dog Lily just like starts shaking and scratching and being as loud as she could possibly be. So if you hear her <laughs> or if you've already heard her, that's what it is. So, okay. You know what? we I mentioned um, Inventing Anna and in Downfall and I didn't watch them. Look, this has happened so many times and I've told y'all before, but I love you. So I'm going to tell you again, if you're not watching... American Greed. To be honest, you are always going to be behind the curve, okay? American Greed on CNBC is top tier fraud television. So remember I mentioned that like two years ago, we watched an American Greed episode about Anna Delvey. And now Netflix has Inventing Anna. And then maybe like two or three weeks ago, I said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get on a plane because we watched an American Greed episode about Boeing and their profits over safety. And now Netflix released Downfall, The Case Against Boeing, which is about the same exact thing. Now, I'm not saying that Netflix is copying American Greed every single episode, but what I am telling you is if you want to stay one step ahead... Of Netflix. (laughs) Just watch American Greed on CNBC, okay? The point of this whole thing, watch American Greed. They will never steer you wrong. Never. We've been watching American Greed for like five years. It's amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Okay, now that I'm done with my free CNBC commercial, (laughs) um, I did manage to fit in a few comedy specials because they released special galore on Netflix over the past 2 weeks. So I watched Ali Wong's and Miss Pat's on Netflix and they also released Only Jokes Allowed which is six South African comedians and Mo Gilligan special. So I'm going to go back and watch those two like soaking in the tub this week, <laughs> on, like Wednesday or Thursday, since um, I have a food tasting event to go to on Tuesday, which is tonight. And as an extroverted introvert, I need two full days to recover. (laughs) So I'll watch a ton of TV. And then I also need to prep because we have a jam-packed weekend. So I need my downtime. So I will watch those then. But anyway, uh, Miss Pat's special is called Y'all Wanna Hear Something Crazy? And I enjoyed it, but not as much as I thought I was going to. Like, I think in my mind, I've hyped her up so much because I like her a lot that I was expecting like, I don't know what I was expecting, but honestly, like it was good and I did laugh. I just didn't like love it the way I thought I was going to. It was not PG. (laughs) So I would not watch it with your kids around, which honestly, I don't know that any comedy special is kid friendly, right? But especially not Miss Pat. So it is mostly like bits about her raising her family member's kids who she affectionately calls crack babies. And she said this is her fourth set of crag babies. And I do always love those bits. I don't mind those. I was not a fan about the bit about her uncle and like getting her special needs uncle ready for the prostitute like, I did laugh at parts, but I don't know if it was like out of nervousness from listening to it and feeling uncomfortable. I don't know. So I did hear from a couple other people like who also watched it that they didn't love it either, but I needed to hear that to validate how I was feeling. So it's fine. Um, the other special I watched was Ali Wong's Don Wong special. And I loved it. I loved it so much. It was heavy on the sex talk. (laughs) But if you've been married or like in a long term relationship for a long time, uh, long term relationship for a long time, if you've been in a relationship for a long time and you have felt like innocently restless, this is going to be super relatable for you. I laughed through most of it and I love her so much. I love all of her specials. So this one for me was a win and I would watch it again. I've actually rewatched all of her specials. I would rewatch Don Wong. Okay, okay, okay. Let's talk about the first series that I benched. So I watched this with zero expectations and not knowing what to think. But as you know, (laughs) I'm addicted to celebrities. So of course I had to watch it immediately so about last night on hbo max this is the show with steph curry who plays for the golden state warriors that's a basketball team <laughs> for all of y'all non-sports folks and he was just mvp at the all-star that happened this past weekend in cleveland and then his wife Aisha She is a chef. I think she's technically an influencer. She's a restaurateur. And I think she even has like a homeware line at like Kohl's or something. I really enjoyed this show. It's a super easy watch, like insanely easy, but not one that like you want. You can put it on in the background, but you'll find yourself going back to watch it. So it's like a newlywed game type of show, but with a sexual twist and the couples don't have to be newlyweds. So it's celebrity couples and they're playing for the charity of their choice. And they say in the preview that it's their celebrity friends, but they're not friends with most of these folks. <laughs> so let's be honest. The questions are like funny, but a little bit risque and How it's set up is they ask the questions to the couples and they can earn points. And then whoever wins that round does this rapid fire round with Steph and Aisha. Aisha is really the host. It's billed as both of them. But Aisha's really the host. And then Stefan's like the bartender and her assistant in the beginning. And then he moves over to kind of helping with the show. When I first started watching it, like the first few episodes, I was like, "Mm, I don't know, because I'm not gonna lie. She was boring and super monotone. And I was kind of feeling like, maybe I just like seeing her on Instagram. And some people like, don't translate but she has another show like a cooking show so I was like no let me give it some time maybe she's just nervous I don't know what order they film these episodes in but by the end she was like so enjoyable and personable and I could start to see her personality come out and it does come out more while she's interacting with Stefan or like people that you can tell that she actually knows and I think that's pretty normal, right? So I think initially she had her TV face on and I wish she was like more loosey-goosey <laughs> and loosened up earlier. But I was glad when she did because it was fun to watch. So they had three couples per show and some of the couples on the show were uh, Curtis Stone and his wife, Sam Jay and her partner, Ashley Simpson Ross and Evan Ross, Terry Crews and his wife, Malin Ackerman. Is it Ackerman or Ackerman? Malin Ackerman and her husband, who, gosh, I loved them. Lonnie Love and her boyfriend, Niecy Nash and her wife, Zoe Deschanel and her boyfriend. I can't remember which one, but she's dating one of the property brothers. Uh, Draymond Green and his wife, Mario Cantone and his husband, Titus Burgess from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and his partner, uh, Andre Iguodala, like so many fun couples. And there are eight episodes. They're about 25 minutes each. Like I said, it was a super easy and fun like watch. I actually wish there were more episodes when I finished it. My favorite episodes were the one with, um, Lonnie Love, Bobby Lee and Anna Camp. Cause it was just, (laughs) it was just hilarious. You put two comedians together and it's always a good time, but that it was a funny episode. And then the one with Evan and Ashley Ross because they were just so cute together and I loved seeing them interact and it made me wish that they'd bring back that show that they used to have, that Ashley and Evan reality show. And then the one with Nisi Nash and um, Seidel Curry because Seidel Curry is his sister, Steph Curry's sister, and she's married to another NBA player who I believe plays with Steph. So it was so crazy hearing her and her husband talk about like sex in front of her brother. (laughs) And then uh, the one with Mario Cantone and Draymond Green. I mean, every episode had its highlights. I could find out something funny or point out something funny in every episode. I enjoyed it. Uh, It's HBO. So sex talk and cursing are not censored. So I would not. Watch it around your kids. Um, so, And if those are not your thing, then maybe skip it. But I honestly loved it. It was cute. It was casual. Like, this is a highly recommend for me. And I hope we get a season two expeditiously, if not sooner. All right, y'all. On to where I spent the bulk of my time and where you and I will spend the bulk of our time. <laughs> so... Here we go. Now sometimes I can hunker down and watch like a season of a show uh with a bunch of like hour long episodes and I could just knock it out in two days and be fine. But sometimes my kids and my husband require like more of my time and That is what happened (laughs) recently because we've been gone so much and traveling and the kids just really don't like that and they don't like last minute changes. So it took me longer to watch this show. I think it took like three or four days. But if you follow me on Instagram, (laughs) you already know that because as I was watching it, I was live reacting (laughs) on Instagram because I just couldn't. I, what the heck did I watch? So let's get into it. Love is Blind season two. Now I've never watched Love is Blind. Like I really didn't even know what it was about. Like I didn't feel like I was missing anything. I didn't hear people talking about it. Um, But no shit, no less than 50 people were like, you have to watch Love is Blind. So I said, okay, why not? So I started backwards. I actually started with season two and I will watch season one starting tomorrow. And I did that for a very specific reason. So, okay, let's set the scene. Remember when The Circle came out on Netflix, that very first season, and it was just amazing. Like it was new. There was a magic there that like will never be able to be recreated. It wasn't recreated in season two and season three. And I can honestly say, like, I am excited when new seasons of The Circle come out, but like, it will never live up to how special season one was. And I assume that's what happens with Love is Blind, because there's something to be said about people going into an experience, The Circle, Love is Blind that they've never seen before. And they don't know what to expect. They're the first test dummies. And it's just like completely raw and genuine. And there's absolutely no way to prep for it. So I said, let me start with season two because all of the messages that I got were like, season two is not as good as season one, watch season one. And I was like, "Mm, let me watch season two because I wanna know, If season two is as bad as you guys think it is, (laughs) or does season one just have a magic and nothing else will live up to it? So I need to know for myself, is it bad or was it just the magic? So I'm like, let me watch season two first and then I'll go back and watch season one. So that's what I'm doing. That's the only way to tell if it's as terrible as you guys think it is, or if you're just attached to the magic of season one. So, I watched season two of Love is Blind and y'all, I have thoughts, (laughs) a lot of them. So, let's get started. Immediately when the show starts, I've got two things on my mind. One, I still cannot picture Nick Lachey without Jessica Simpson. And I know it's been years and years and years and they are old news, but I don't care. I just cannot. And two none of these people are unattractive. Wouldn't this theory work better with people who were not conventionally attractive? And that's in quotes, okay? Conventionally attractive. Because I mean, like every one of these reality dating shows has fucking models on it. I thought Love is Blind was going to be people who were like, not mainstream attractive, but you fell in love with them for their heart and then you overcame the, I'm not attracted to them stuff. But that's not what it is. You fall in love with somebody that's like maybe a different race than you thought. And then you're like, oh, but they're still hot. That annoyed me. So this show is a combination of like the circle and married at first sight. That's the best way to explain it. And I will tell you, I like the concept. I think it's super interesting. And I'm excited to go back and watch season one because I do think there's something special about the magic of a season one. But again, I think the show would be better if the people were not fucking models, just saying. So I had a ton of feelings. So let's get into it. In the beginning, when they're in the pods, and they have Trisha. <laughs> she's talking about her Instagram followers and how many friends she has. And the guys are like rolling their eyes and you at home are rolling your eyes. Like she's so full of herself. And I was not a fan. So I was beyond happy that that was the only time we saw her because <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to deal. So right off the bat, I liked Ayana. Jared, Natalie, and Deep D. And I didn't like Shane, Shayna, or Shake. The Shane, Shayna, Shake. Um, those were my first impressions. For some people, those impressions actually changed. So that is surprising because normally my first like thought about people is right. So it was so interesting to see how they reacted when more than one of them was talking to the same person in the beginning when they're like all in the pods. Like Shayna kind of being hurt hearing Natalie gush about Shane, even though it's still very early. I will say in that situation, the relationship with Shayna seemed like way more sexual. And then with Natalie, it seemed to have like more substance. And I wonder if it was like that for a lot of them. And they just, didn't show it because maybe they didn't get engaged to anybody. After what seems like four days of talking, getting to know each other, they all get engaged, which light speed. And I'm somebody that's gotten engaged quick more than once, but four days. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was more than that, but it felt like four days. I know there's like a lot we don't see, right? Like they're talking way longer than we think but it just felt so fast. And I mean, I thought the regular, like the other engagements were fast, but Lord, Danielle and Nick, my gosh. I did love how excited they all got for each other's engagements. Like that was so sweet to me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, they support each other. Even the ones that were not getting engaged. I loved it so much. But at this point, I did start to wonder like, What happens to the folks that don't get engaged? Like, it seems like they just drop off the face of love is blind earth, never to be seen again. I'd also like to know, is it always six couples? Because isn't there like 15 women and 15 men? So is there a potential for all 15 people to get engaged by some miracle and then they have to follow 15 couples? Or do they strategically make sure only a certain number get matched. And then do you know that going in? I don't know. But whatever. So we end up with Abba Shake, who is known as Shake, and Deep D, Shane and Natalie, Shayna and Kyle, Danielle and Nick, Mallory and Sal, and Ayana and Jarrett being the couples that actually get engaged. I don't think any of them are particularly like well-suited for each other, but I have stronger thoughts on some couples than others. I know (laughs) based on my Instagram replies that a lot of people have a lot of strong opinions (laughs) about the couples, (laughs) which I love because it made for some super fun, interesting conversations. And I was voice messaging, um, my girlfriend, Emily, and I was like, yelling into the phone (laughs) so okay shake and deep d i don't think they would have gone for each other in real life right because obviously they both said they've only dated white people with blonde hair and blue eyes but in my opinion they should have been together shake like in the beginning felt super superficial to me and then immediately, like Deep D Dee had more substance, but I did think it was interesting that by the end of episode nine, my opinion of him completely changed. Oh, by the way, does anybody get um, Tom Haverford vibes, Parks and Rec fans? Do you do you get Tom Haverford vibes from from Shake, like a real life uh, reincarnation or something? Anyway, (laughs) when they um, were talking in the pods and when they met each other for the first time, like, I just, I loved it so much. And they seemed to have, like, such great chemistry right off the bat. Even though he came off as a tool, I know, but I loved them. Like, they just seemed to have this chemistry that the other couples didn't immediately have. But then they went to Mexico. <laughs> and Deep said, Don't you want to like just get married? And then all of a sudden he shut down. And that pissed me off because she is super into him and she's like making that clear. And he is pulling back and shutting down. And that made me upset because I like Deep Then he says at the dinner, he's not physically attracted to her. And that he feels like she's his aunt. What? What? So if she's an Indian girl, so any Indian girl, you're going to feel like she's part of your family. It just, what? My first thought was, I bet he's going to try to date (laughs) Shayna. But I was wrong. Surprisingly, I was wrong. Uh, Deep's family was my favorite family that they met. It was a close uh second by Danielle's family and then Sal's sisters but her family just seems like oh man I loved it I do um think that by the end Shake did make like an entire 180 and I really really like him now and I know that it's unpopular but I don't care I don't care what is that TikTok from I think it's euphoria you can judge me if you want, but I've never, ever been happier. That's how I feel about Shake. I like him a lot. Um and but I didn't in the beginning, but I do now. Uh I do think it's very interesting that he refuses to just go ahead and sleep with her so they could see if that connection is there. Like me personally. You do what you want to do with your house. Everybody's got their own thing. But as for me and my private parts, I'm not marrying nobody without sleeping with them first, period. It is what it is, judge your mama. Um, So I hope they figure that out before the wedding because that's where we're at. Also, I love Indian bridal outfits. I think they are beautiful. And so I was really hoping that, deeps decided to get the indian bridal outfit and she did and i was so happy and i do think there's something to be said right about the cultural connections that deeps and shake have and even like ayana and Jarrett. like when the doors were closing after ayana and Jarrett met each other and they were doing the color purple like handshake thing like Mallory wouldn't have got that and like shake going to deep's house with her family like they don't have to explain traditions like you just get it there's something like special about that you know what's not special Shayna and Kyle <laughs> let's start from the fact that Shayna should have never said yes she should have never said yes. Her yes was not a confident yes. So we all knew this was going to fucking implode. Honestly, I was watching it thinking she's going to say no. I was so confused when she said yes, because the expressions on her face didn't match the words coming out of her mouth. Like she seemed stressed and like Kyle's over there on top of the world And Shayna's sitting there crying, like a hot mess. I mean, I know she has like her past engagement trauma. And I do think like religious differences, as drastic as theirs, are difficult to overcome, but possible. But I'm sitting here like watching this and like my teeth are clenched, stressed out about her answer and then about their journey. So... She says, yes, they get engaged and Natalie's about to get engaged. And then here comes Shayna to fuck it up and tries to confess her love to Shane. I was so angry. Like I was glad Shane was like, no, like you missed your chance. It's one of the only things up to this point that I liked about him. <laughs> so when Shayna met Kyle, And then told him, like, I'm scared. I think I'm making a mistake. I don't know what to do or how to move forward. And he's like, well, we just have to make an effort. Kyle, bless your little baby heart. But why did you put yourself through this? I don't know. And then he's like, just have some hope. We just have to make an effort. And then they get to freaking Mexico and he eats meat for her. After eight years, because she said, ew, you need to eat meat. You're weird if you don't eat the bread. That's very unattractive. Like, shut up. And then she wants separate rooms and goes to her room at 7 p.m. Ew, Shayna. Ew. Then poor Kyle goes out on the beach all by himself and makes a video telling us that Shayna went home. Honestly, she's the fucking worst. And Kyle is so optimistic and still wants to make it work and still wants to win her over. Like, it's so sad. Like, it wasn't cute. Like, you're weak in the knees. Stand up. (laughs) Stand up. Why? And yes, my entire vocabulary right now is TikToks. You'll be fine. But like, I was so (laughs) frustrated. Like, it's not cute. It's sad. And she doesn't respect you at all. So why put yourself through this? And so if that wasn't bad enough, let's talk about the ring. So this was so special for him to bring his mom's ring, like not expecting to give it out to anyone, but then ends up feeling strongly enough for her to give it to Shayna. Then you look at her and she's like, I'm going to wear it on my thumb because it's too big. No mention of, oh my gosh, this needs to be sized. Let's grab one of those things that like makes it smaller. You know, those things you can buy from Amazon, like as a placeholder until you get the ring size, like not one of those. You just wear it on your thumb. Is she wearing it on her thumb because it's too big or because she don't want to be engaged like just say that and for her to say like it's moving too fast I didn't want to share a bed uh Shayna girl what were you expecting when you <laughs> when you went on reality tv to marry a stranger after four weeks then you say yes to a proposal? And then you get there and decide, nah, I don't want to do this. Like I understand, but like, why not just stay there and then sleep in another room or sleep on a sofa bed? Like, I feel like there were other options there. Because it's not like, right? Like I'll marry it at first sight. They picked the person for you. So I can completely understand me like, no, I'm not comfortable. You picked this dude. This is someone you picked. Had it been Shane? You wouldn't have cared about this. It was because it was Kyle, but you picked him. I don't know. I don't know. Like, just say you want to marry Shane and move on. (laughs) We all know it. You know it. Kyle knows it. Just say it. Then her family, as if I didn't already dislike Shana enough, we get to her family where her brother says, Riding dirt bikes, having fun, being an American. Yo, instant January 6th vibes. And I, I, I know, I know, I'm sorry. I hate feeling that way, but that's the vibes I got. Very January 6th of him. Listen, also I was annoyed that Shayna seemed annoyed whenever they like seemed to like something about him. I don't know. Look, the producers knew this would be a disaster. They had to. Like her family is very like, "Mm, you know, and Kyle isn't. He's open-minded and science-based and kind. (sighs) I have so many issues with them together. I was so glad when he held her accountable though. Because first of all, he comes up to her And it's like, hey, how are you? Where's your ring? And she's like, oh my God, why are you attacking me? Like, girl, shut up. So when she was like, oh, I can't marry you. And he's like, you wasted my time. You dragged this on. I mean, good. She needed to hear that. And she took no accountability. Well, you know what? That's not true. Because she did admit like, yeah, you're right. But mm. -hmm." And did Shane ever mention like being super religious or did she just want to marry Shane? She's the worst. Kyle deserves the world though. He's so cute and caring. And honestly, like it's not about him not being a Christian. It's about her wanting Shane and everybody can see that. So then, oh, let me sit up because this pissed me off. You call Natalie? on the phone to say I have someone to hook you up with if it doesn't work out uh what that mean like I don't know what you're trying to say but we good over here then when Shane was like hey I didn't appreciate what you said she had the nerve to say it was a private conversation uh we're engaged boo ain't no private conversations over here We don't have private conversations. So you want to have a conversation about some stupid shit like that. You better expect my partner, my fiance to know about it. Like she, who doesn't tell their fiance or husband if someone come over and is like, oh, she tried to hook me up with somebody. Like you trying to hook me up with another man does not a private conversation make. Then, Like she wants to be an issue so badly in their relationship it's she's kind of insane and my bone to pick with Shane why are you off to the side having this long ass conversation with somebody you dated so technically that's really your ex why are you having this long ass conversation and she's sitting right there while she's talking shit about me what are you doing who raised you sorry guys I got very worked up (laughs) And last comment about Shayna. Shana loves a crop top, honey. <laughs> Did we ever see her in a full length shirt the entire time she was on the show? I'm just asking. Ain't nothing wrong with a crop top. It's just an observation. She loves a crop top. What I think happened is that Shane mentioned once how he loves a crop top. And then she was just like, oh. I'm going to wear the hell out of these crop tops. (laughs) Okay, so Shane and Natalie. Shane seems like a big giant child. And Natalie seems like extremely rigid and responsible and unpopular opinion. Though they are very different. I think they bring out like different sides of each other. Do you see how Natalie started to loosen up by the end of episode nine? Like, I think with time, they can be great. And look, Shane is not my favorite. I'm just saying they may not be ready to be married, but with time, their relationship could probably end up being really great. So in the beginning, in the pods, Shane and Natalie, like, they really hurt my heart because he was being a jerk to her about the mix up thinking she was Shayna. Remember I mentioned his tone of conversations with Natalie was always always more serious and his tone of conversation with Shayna was always more sexual. So he thought it was Shayna and it was really Natalie and he was like what are you wearing? And you could just her face just it was sad. And then he gaslit her after she was legitimately hurt. And I think she had a very normal reaction. I wanted her to stop talking to him right then, honestly, and explore another connection. Cause I was like, he seems ridiculous. Like you fucked up, own it, apologize. And then let's try to move on. But he wouldn't do that. And then Natalie went back in and Shana's like all in her business and like staring at her like, girl, leave me alone. I'm obviously upset. And then she forgave him very, very easily. And I don't know. I feel like they moved on from that too quickly, but maybe not. Maybe I'm just like over-exaggerating. I do think um, Shayna's crazy though, because she kept saying, she made sure to tell me that she's your girlfriend, which isn't what happened. Like, that's not what happened. She didn't like she, they asked her what happened. And she said, he asked me to be his girlfriend. She didn't go up to Shayna and say, I'm his girlfriend now. Like Shayna's kind of crazy. Like I told you, I think she's insane and she loves drama. She loves drama. Okay. Side notes. Was it just me or did anybody else see how Shane <laughs> was holding his silverware? at the beach dinner with Natalie like are you a barbarian why are you holding your fork like that also Natalie's apartment is very sterile like Instagram aesthetic like the beige white clear black aesthetic I hate it so much like girl where is the target plastic cups a glass for water No, I feel like even when I was childless, it was not happening. Room essentials me, please. Go to Target and get 17 room essentials cups. (laughs) That's what I want. Please and thank you. I did bring it up to my husband because I was like, who drinks out of a glass? and he said there was a time in my life where I drank out of a glass I don't remember that but my oldest is 10 so maybe 10 12 years ago I did drink out of glasses I don't know I don't remember that Kendra so also last side note what type of monster has white sheets at home That's a hotel thing, maybe because I'm a bed eater like Shane is. (laughs) And that's why I don't have white sheets. And you guys are probably like, you call her a serial killer. You're a serial killer. (laughs) So I will say seeing Shane with his mom is that's kind of when my opinion of him started to change. He seemed so different than the rest of the show. Like that was the point where he calmed down a little bit. And I really just think he needs someone to center him and calm him down. And I think Natalie can do that for him, even though I want to acknowledge that it is no partner's responsibility to come in and calm you down. Like that's not her job, but I think that she can do that for him. I do love that Natalie brought Shane's mom to the wedding dress fitting because or wedding dress shopping because it showed like she really wants to integrate their families. And I love that. And for some reason, I really, really want them to work. I can't explain it. I just I just like Natalie so much. I just want her to be happy. Okay, moving on to Danielle and Nick. (laughs) I loved how happy the girls were for Danielle's engagement because she was the first one to get engaged. But bruh, why were they engaged before the end of episode one? <laughs> like, did it move as fast as it felt? In her calling him her best friend after what felt like two days through the magic of TV, or maybe not, I don't even know, but my goodness, it feels quick. But her running to him like when the doors open, it was just so cute and it made me smile. So Danielle is complicated to me. Like I liked her in the beginning a lot, but then she had her breakdowns and stuff. For the record, Drunk Nick is a funny Nick. (laughs) But even Drunk Nick gives great advice and probably advice most of us would give. Okay, so Danielle being upset. Because she stayed home and like, how is he supposed to know that she's in the room having a panic attack in the closet crying? Like it felt toxic to me and like the beginning of many, many, many breakdowns and arguments initiated by Danielle. And she's so insecure and it shows every single minute. And if he doesn't react exactly like she wants him to react, she loses it. She's a lot. Like basically calling him a narcissist instead of saying like, hey, what's going on? The day that he met her family and he was like, I've got other stuff going on. Like, why not check on him and see like, hey, well, is that okay? You seem bummed. Like, why not handle it like a rational person? Honestly, I did feel like Nick deserved better than Danielle, but like the Danielle in this moment, because the way she's being portrayed on this show is horrible. She did make a post on Instagram and yes, I looked at all their pages trying (laughs) to find clues on if they were still together, but she made a long post on Instagram I'm going to read it to you because I think it will provide some context that we don't have from the show. And it might stop you from saying like, oh my goodness, she's horrible. So here's the post. So it's a still shot of her and Nick from the show, from her being in the hotel room in Mexico when he's comforting her on the bottom of the bed. And she says, one thing that is being inaccurately speculated about is the panic attack I had in Mexico. The true story is that I told Nick about a traumatic experience I had in college right before I encouraged him to go to a couple's party without me to represent us as a couple. When I was lying there sick, I started to get in my own head and wondered whether I had shared too much too soon And I started to relive an event that I had repressed for so long. This caused me to have a panic attack. And I went into the closet so that no one could see me in such a public environment. I also looked outside at the couple's party. This was not because I was jealous, but because I needed support and wanted to see when Nick would be coming back. Nick had no idea what happened. But when he found out what happened behind the scenes, he was more than supportive and we were able to learn from it and get past it. I want to reiterate that I am fully aware that I can project my anxiety onto others and it is something that I constantly work on. However, being dragged down on the internet for my mental health and being diagnosed with every disorder in the book based on an hour of footage taken from months of filming is not only damaging to myself and my family, but to anyone else who have had similar experiences. How I was represented on TV is not an accurate representation of who I am as a person. I understand that I have things to work on and I was in a great mental space before going on the show. However, The stressful environment brought me back to a place that I never expected. I hope that in the future, everyone will get to know the real me as a human being and not a character on a reality TV show. I am not looking for sympathy or saying that I did not make mistakes throughout my experience. I am looking for understanding for every single person who may have demons that they are facing behind closed doors. For everyone who feels misrepresented or for anyone who is triggered by those who attack others for having feelings that others may not understand. And then that's it. And then Natalie commented and Nick commented. And he says, always proud of you, your vulnerability and your strength. So take from that what you will. Also, she made a note about how, you know, you see all the balloon animals all over the, the scenes with her and Nick. She says that uh, they had a date in the pod where she taught Nick how to make balloon animals through the wall because um, her mom was a balloon animal person at parties. So during quarantine, she made balloon animals. So, you know, her and Nick were making balloon animals all the time. So anyway, that's the Instagram post. And from that, right, yes, they can only air what you do or say, and that part of it is not manipulated. But sometimes things are out of context, and it seems like the beginning panic attack may have been out of context and then exacerbated by her being in a stressful situation and then being filmed. So I do still think it's a lot, but, you know, it provides some context is all. Okay, Danielle, next side notes. Is this a thing that people do the make their own toothpaste thing? Because Danielle was looking at Nick like he was crazy. I've never heard of people making their own toothpaste, but more power to you. Also, the way he looks at Danielle just, it makes me feel happy for her. <laughs> but when they woke up in Mexico that after that first night, and he said they had slept together and she was like joking about being pregnant and needing to go to the drugstore and talking about like who else would be pregnant. Um are y'all sleeping with these reality TV show strangers with no protection? Zero out of 10 do not recommend. I also want to note that I am extremely surprised throughout this entire process that almost all of the families and friends are acting as if they didn't know what these people were doing. Like, did you not realize this would be a fast process? Why are we, why do we keep saying this seems so fast? This seems so fast. Of course it's fast. Okay. Last thing. Danielle and Nick give me big Jamie and Doug vibes from Married at First Sight season one. So I think they're going to make it. But damn, Danielle, can we go one scene without starting an argument? And kudos to Nick because he's so level headed, but I'm rooting for them. Okay. So I hope they make it. Okay. Mallory and Sal. I don't have a lot to say about Mallory and Sal because basically I can sum it all up in five seconds. Mallory wants to be with Jared. Mallory doesn't want to be with Sal. Sal is trying very hard to make Mallory want to be with him. Mallory is not into it. There you go. I don't think they're going to get married. If they do get married, I feel like it's a mistake. Actually, no, I know they're not going to get married. She is missing something in him because he's so different from what he normally, what she normally dates. So they're not going to get married. If they do, I would be very surprised. Also, where's her family? Did I miss something there? Can someone let me know if I miss something? Because I don't know where her people are. Last thing, what's going on with the ukulele? The ukulele serenades are overwhelming for me. Is it a lot for anyone else? I'm not a fan of them, but I do love how much he loves her. I just wish she was pouring that love into someone else. But that's all I've got on Mallory and Sal because they not going to get married. Okay, so last but not least, Ayana and Jared. <laughs> I was so mad that Jared proposed to Mallory first and not to Ayana. So I was glad when Mallory told him no. And she decides she wants to marry Sal, but obviously not anymore because I don't think they're going to get married. But then Jared went to Ayana and told her that he proposed to Mallory and she said no, saying, oh, my feelings for you didn't subside. Why would you tell me that? I mean, I know I'm going to see it on TV, but my gosh. So of course, Ayana left. She broke down. She was crying, but then she came back the next day and said, yes. And I rolled my eyes hard. I was livid because like, you will always know you were his second choice and that will always stay with you. So when they met, I kept thinking like, would he have said the same shit if it was Ayana or Mallory? Like, does he, is he thinking something different or would it have been the exact same spiel? Also, What does it mean that she doesn't look like what she sounds like? Am I being too skeptical because I just don't like their situation? What that mean? Okay. So in Mexico at that first group party, (laughs) and Mallory walked in with Sal and Jared had that hard side eye. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of that party, Vanessa Lachey wore a dress at that first group dinner. I need to find it. So if anybody can find it, send it to me. But, Honestly, Mallory confiding in Jared really pissed me off because you don't do that. You want to have problems with Sal, fine. But you don't go confide in some other dude, especially one that you were dating and was romantically attracted to, because that means you want them to save you and you're liable to cheat. Stop being messy. Sal deserves better. So I'm saying. And he's so emotional and you could tell he was hurting and and now he knows that she still wants Jared because he watched him and that was really sad. Oh, side note. <laughs> Ayana's reaction to that Polaroid camera. <laughs> That's exactly how I reacted when I got my Polaroid camera. And I got my pink one and I cried. <laughs> So the joy in her face, it took me back. There is nothing on this earth like a Polaroid camera. If you do not have one, get one. I will link it on my Instagram stories. <laughs> so why did everybody else get the neutral high rise? And Ayana and Jared had to move into his bachelor pad immediately. What happened there? And Speaking of that, why was Ayana so upset about the gift from his ex? You telling me I'm supposed to give stuff back when we break up? Who said that? Absolutely not. I'm not doing that. Like, not cutting an ex off? All for it. But give the gifts back? Girl, you sound crazy. Also, does anybody else find it weird? How many times can I say also? Does anybody else find it weird that they keep saying they're best friends? How do y'all know that y'all are best friends with these people that you don't even know? That is not your best friend. And if I was your real best friend, I would be offended. Anyway, I love Ayana so much. Like, she just seems to be a genuine person. And I love that her guest to wedding dress shopping was Jared's sister. And like, she's really trying even though she's marrying somebody who goes out every single week three times a week till three in the morning because what the fuck I'm all about balance you know between friend time alone time and couple time but three times a week till the wee hours in the morning nah bruh ain't nothing open that late but legs and chicken get your ass home I just want Ayana to be with somebody like where she feels absolutely certain that they only want her. And I think she deserves that. I don't know if that person is Jared. That's all. So those are my impressions from season two of Love is Block. Man, oh man, can you imagine the fights that start from going back and watching this on TV? Like if you're still together, my goodness. So there are nine episodes out. The final episode, or what I think is the final episode, um, comes out on Friday. I can't wait till Friday. I'm like, hurry up. (laughs) So to hold me over, I'm going to start season one because I know the whole thing is on Netflix already and I won't have to wait. Oh, and before I finish with Love is Blind, um, I want to share the results of a poll I did on my Instagram earlier today. So I always default to say my Instagram is Kendra C. Loves TV, but I'm really bad at maintaining two Instagrams. So I always end up doing everything on my personal one, which is it's me, Kendra C. So if you want to follow that, it's more updated every day, but I will work on the other account, I promise. (laughs) But I did a poll and asked some questions when I got to episode nine. These... Are the results so I asked who is your favorite person on the show not a couple my favorite is Ayana followed by Nick so Natalie, Deep, Nick, Shake, and Ayana were all mentioned but by far Deep D was the number one um what couple do you think will actually get married I think Shake and Deep D will get married Sal and Mallory, Natalie and Shane, Deep D and Shake, Danielle and Nick, and Ayana and Jared, oh, and none of them <laughs> were all mentioned, but Natalie and Shane and Deep D and Shake were tied for the most mentioned um, as people were thinking they were going to get married and then they were followed by Sal and Mallory. I disagree, but okay. Who is your least favorite person? Not a couple. My least favorite, obviously, is Shayna. That, right? That's obvious. Shayna, Nick, Shane, Shake, Kyle, and Danielle were all mentioned, but Shayna was the least favorite by a landslide. (laughs) And I cannot emphasize that enough. A landslide. Shane was a distant second, though. Which couple should absolutely not get married? Personally, I think Mallory and Sal. Um, So Nick, Danielle, Shake and Deep Deep, Mal and Sal, Shane and Natalie, and the entire cast were all mentioned. But Nick and Danielle was the overwhelming majority, overwhelming, followed by Shake and Deep Deep. And then 100% of the people said that they liked season one better. 64% of the people said that they would consider being cast on the show if they were single. And 86% of the people said that the ukulele by Sal is too damn much. (laughs) And I agree with the majority in all of these, except for season one, I've not seen it. So I liked doing those polls. I love doing polls in general. So I'm going to do more of them. Okay. Okay. It's time for must-watch, skip, and premiering. So our must-watches this week are about last night on HBO Max, How I Met Your Father on Hulu, because it just keeps getting better every single week, and Single Drunk Female on Hulu, because again, every time I watch it, it makes me smile. I love it. And then lastly, Ali Wong's uh, special, Don Wong, on Netflix. Oh, and for your older elementary age kids, the Big Nate show on Paramount Plus. It was supposed to be on Nickelodeon, but it ended up being Paramount Plus. I watched a few episodes with my oldest and really enjoyed it. So if they love the Big Nate books or even like Diary of a Wimpy Kid books, they will like the Big Nate show. Our skip this week is the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City finale. It was just underwhelming. Even though we didn't have time to talk about it, it was underwhelming. I could have skipped it and gone straight to the reunion. And then our premieres this week are The End Game on NBC premiered yesterday, which is supposed to be similar to The Blacklist, but like with a woman villain, like an international arms trafficker. I don't know much about it, but I am going to watch it. So I'll let you know on Tuesday. Tuesday, you've got Race Bubba Wallace on Netflix. Wednesday, you have The Proud Family Reboot on Disney+. Plus. Friday, you've got Reno 911 Defunded. It's on Roku TV, but I'm going to try to figure out how to watch it because I love Reno 911. And Sunday, you've got Killing Eve The Final Season on BBC America and AMC. And you also have super pumped the battle for Uber on Showtime. I am extremely excited for both of these. Like more than I could explain to you. Uh, We're gonna have a ton to talk about again next week because right away we got the Love is Blind finale, Killing Eve, Super Pumped, Endgame, Proud Family. My goodness. All right, guys, that's it. As always, thank you for listening to me blab about what I love to watch. Y'all are awesome. I'm so grateful for you. Check me out on Instagram at Kendra C. Loves TV or like we talked about at It's Me Kendra C. (laughs) And like every week, if you want to talk more about a show or you have something you think I should watch, send it to me and let's chat. If you had a good time with me this week and every week, please subscribe, rate, and review. And if not, we'll come back and let's try it again next week, okay? See you later. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Follow Kendra on Instagram at Kendra C. Loves TV.